Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Tribune Audio Network. Sometimes it's hard to see really good people go through the most difficult things in life, I think. For 18 months now, Chris and Jennifer Little have been chasing ghosts. How would you like to be a parent and nobody can give you any answers to what's going on? I mean, that's extremely scary. They know what's wrong with their daughter, Caitlin, but nobody seems to have any idea of how to fix it. So as they watch the months of her life melt away, they see every missed opportunity and no roadmap for how to return to anything resembling a normal life. There are no more milestones anymore, and that's hard. No one has a milestone, no goal, nothing to watch for. And that's been the hardest part is we're just blindly navigating this journey. No one, not one person can tell us anything to expect. This may be our girl forever. From the Tribune Audio Network, I'm Fox 8's Bob Buckley, and this is Caitlin Can't Remember. Well, hello there. Hey, how is everyone? Hey, Caitlin, this is Bob Buckley. How are you? On this day, I'm meeting Caitlin. He's been doing stories on you. Again. Yeah, yeah. he's been showing your story on his news channel, Fox mm-hmm. 8. And he's been covering how you're healing and what we're going to do to find a doctor to help you. I've been to their home so many times, I have the layout memorized and have begun to acclimate to the ebbs and flows of their family. This house always smells so good. (laughs) We're always here at dinner time. Well, that's true. Or breakfast, right? Yeah, yeah. I've lost count of which introduction to Caitlin this was for me, but I'm sure it's been more than a dozen. That is now life, not just for Caitlin but her entire family. Here again is a quick recap of what happened. On October 12th of 2017, Caitlin was at cross-country practice at her high school. As the story is told by everyone who saw it, a couple of kids were just goofing around, and one of them pushed the other, who stumbled a bit and accidentally hit Caitlin in the temple on the right side of her head. It didn't look all that bad at first. Caitlin never blacked out. But she suffered a brain injury traumatic enough to leave her with anterograde amnesia, a condition in which she can now remember what goes on during any given day. But when she goes to sleep, her brain resets and she wakes up the next morning with no memory of what happened the day before or any day since the accident. Caitlin. You have a journal. It explains things over here on your desk. She wakes up each day thinking it's the day after the accident, October 13th, 2017. In many ways, she's a different person after the accident. I asked her mother, Jennifer, to describe what Caitlin was like before. The sweetest, most caring person you'll ever find. Always looking to make sure everybody's taken care of. What do you need? What would make your day feel special? hiding notes in your lunchbox. Jennifer has kept all of those cards Caitlin has sent. One in particular that Caitlin made after she forgot it was Mother's Day holds a particular place in Jennifer's heart. 
Caitlin drew a mason jar and had flowers coming out of it. They looked like daisies, yellow, red, and orange daisies. Inside the card, Caitlin wrote to Jennifer that, Very rarely do I ever take the time to thank you for everything. What's even worse, Caitlin writes, is that the most important person in the world is only thanked one day out of the whole entire year. I deeply apologize for not taking nearly enough time to appreciate everything you have done and everything you continue to do. Nothing I say can ever make up for it either, but I just hope here is a start. I love you to the moon and back. In those moments, the Caitlin of before the accident shines through. It's just that it's not there nearly as much as it used to be. She just, she doesn't have any joy anymore. She makes her cards, and she makes her cards because she says, I've got to find something to do with my life. I can't live life doing nothing. And that's her philosophy to school. She knows she's not learning, but she said, I can't sit here and do nothing every day. I don't want to do that. We've had many of these discussions with Jennifer and Caitlin's dad, Chris, in front of Caitlin, and it made me wonder what it's like for her to hear about the injury and its effects, and how she may not have a future. The best way I can describe it is when people talk about what you were like when you were a baby. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything about that? Right. So, it's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to remember. I think that's the hardest part for us. We hold anger, we hold uh, resentment. And we want that so much from her, aren't you angry? And she's like, how can I be angry? It was just the other day and I don't know what I've lost. I don't feel what you guys feel. And she talks about that a lot. Mom, I don't know how you're doing this because I can't imagine what that feels like to be sitting across from me. That's hard. It is hard to keep going on and not show that anger, not get frustrated with any of the people. Every time her mother emails me and I have to read something, I have to post my own self before I can even respond to her. Um, To try to lift up her spirits, (laughs) you know, when I know they're having a bad day. That's Christine Albright. She's Caitlin's counselor at Southeast Guilford High School. It's very hard. It's very scary. I've been doing this for 21 years, and I've never seen anything like this. Um, I know how much Caitlin cares about her grades. I hear from her mother all the goals she had had for herself. Um, I am the counselor. I probably have to keep that more realistic hat on my head. Um, and try to figure out what options Caitlin has, and then we do discuss it as a group um, with their family to make those decisions. And sometimes I know they do not align with what Caitlin's original goals are. Caitlin's goals were what you would expect out of someone in her position. She was a star athlete. She was a very smart young lady. I'm sure they saw scholarships and athletic opportunities in her future. And right now, it's more about her healing and taking care of herself and not pushing too far to make herself go back further because she's made so much progress. But that progress seems to have hit a wall. Caitlin hasn't been to school for a while as she deals with her debilitating pain. Part of Christine Albright's job is to assess the future and tell Caitlin and her parents 
what is still possible. I'm not always giving them the answer that they want to hear. <laughs> Soccer and basketball were Caitlin's athletic loves growing up. But running became the sport that defined her life the moment the accident happened. She was just loved running, loved running, very feisty on the track, um, wanted to do more. That's Jennifer Vandiver, an accomplished runner herself at UNC Chapel Hill and Caitlin's track and cross-country coach at Southeast High. Look good, Caitlin. And Caitlin is quick to say how much she wants to be back out running with all of her teammates. Running is something that I have from before the accident that I can still hold on to. So I want to just keep, keep doing it. All right, ready? I like the competitions, but I've run for myself. Caitlin's parents would love for her to be running again for several reasons. It would help put her back in her routine, which they think can be key to her recovery. And it increases blood flow to the brain, which is essential. But by North Carolina High School Athletic Association rules, Caitlin has to be fully cleared from the concussion protocol and back in school to even practice again. And that still seems to be a long way off. Technically, she shouldn't be running with the team right now based on those crazy rules. However, we're here at the track. She's over there watching her brother play soccer on, from middle school. She sees her team that she remembers. She's part of the team. So she's V-lines down here. And then I'm like, okay, I got to separate her. I got to do this. I got to do this. <laughs> it's crazy. There is one runner on the team in particular who has a special interest in Caitlin and her recovery. She knew him before, so she still thinks he's a friend, but he did take her to the prom last year. Coach Vandiver is talking about Will Earnhardt. You look great, Will. Will is one of the best runners on the team, tall, blonde, and soft-spoken. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Really? Yeah. In their prom pictures, Caitlin is beaming. She's in a teal dress to match Will's bow tie. You'd never know anything was amiss as you see her pin a white rose with baby's breath hanging down from it onto the lapel of Will's tux. And Will is beaming too. He would like her to be a, a girlfriend. However, it's almost impossible to do because she forgets every day. She just thinks he's a friend like Megan and everybody else that's out here. Caitlin was a freshman on the Southeast team when she got hurt, so she knows Will since he was there. He was a junior and one of the stars of the squad. And since she knew him before the accident, she remembers him. But listen to how she describes their relationship when we asked her about it recently. I've known him for a couple months, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Just add a year and a half to whatever that number is. Since Caitlin is told each morning that it is now 2019 and she remembers Will from her freshman year, she can do the math that tells her she's known him for more than a year and a half. It just never feels that way to her. And Caitlin doesn't remember Will as someone who wouldn't mind being her boyfriend. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. but That's Will. 
He's a very polite but somewhat shy young man with glasses and the kind of haircut the Beatles had when they first hit the scene. Will knows this all seems like some kind of movie. Fifty first date, yeah. Her dad made me watch that one. I recommended he watch it with the approval of his parents. Chris Little understands how precarious a relationship with his younger daughter can be at this point. I was a little concerned that he might not understand the, or appreciate the full situation and that while he thinks he's building a relationship and they're, they're becoming closer or uh, they're building memories together, that's not happening. Will seems to get it. Finding new things to talk about is hard because she doesn't, she'll, we can have a conversation five times and it'll be new to her every time. But sometimes it's hard for me because having the same conversation over and over is. Just like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in Fifty First Dates. I think they underplayed it in the movie. Don't call me loose, I barely know you. Sweetie, you're sort of dating him. In addition to these podcasts, we have 13 episodes of Caitlin's story that we've run on television. And just like how we found it a bit odd to talk about Caitlin so frankly in front of her, we wondered what it was like for her to see those stories. We debated a lot whether to let her see it at all, whether we were going to watch it at all, because I don't need to watch it again. I live it every day. But, um... You have to watch it because people are going to approach you. Right. For the first episode, we got the family at the dinner table. We're all forks down, be quiet, no loud noises, let's watch this. We had told Caitlin she's going to be on TV. Some reporters are covering your story. We watched, and we all were sort of quiet because it was emotional and we just needed some time. And Caitlin leaned over. She's like, that was real nice. Who were all those people? Do you remember how she didn't know the woman who guided her from class to class every day at school? And you're Miss Helms, right? I am. Okay. <laughs> how Caitlin didn't recognize Ms. Helms as she picked her up from class as she'd done every day at school. It's much the same, except that until she goes to bed and her brain resets, she'll know what she's seeing. For years, this was Caitlin Little's escape. I love the people I get to run with. And Caitlin exercise. sits at her kitchen table, hair on top of her head in a bun, a loose sweatshirt two sizes too big, engulfing her small frame, watching one of our stories on her mom's laptop. It's difficult to tell exactly what she's thinking. She is locked in on the story with a steely gaze. You can tell the information is difficult to process, I'm scared. but she understands the gist. I never in my wildest dreams did I think letting my child run would cost her pretty much her life, and that's what it has done. She doesn't have a future. As this particular story she's watching ends, her mother looks at her with a knowing, very loving smile. What do you think? I had no idea. <laughs> Which part surprised you the most? I don't know. It's difficult to see Caitlin watch it. The only thing that got me through it is knowing that it'll all be gone in the morning. But as her mother continues the conversation, you sense that Caitlin is beginning to understand what she's up against. A lot of your friends miss you. They're worried for you. You're normally the girl with all the encouraging words, right? What would you tell them about you right now? What would you want them to know of where you are, how you're feeling? I'd say that we're in the process of healing. We are. And how are you feeling about that idea? I'm not believing it. <laughs> Why not, sweetheart? What's going on to make you not believe that healing is happening? 
Most people say seeing is believing. Okay. I'm not seeing much happening. I agree. Caitlin is certainly better than she was in the months immediately after the accident. And although she's largely plateaued over the last year, her family takes solace in any improvement they can see. The improvement we've seen is we've changed her diet because we realized through everything that she had become too acidic. And she is eating a very good diet. She has set her mind and it's in her journal if nothing is physically broken, then I gotta get back to living. And so she is riding a stationary bike a few minutes a day and building up her stamina. Her balance doesn't allow her to do any walking very far without getting very dizzy. So she can hold onto the bike. She is choosing to do more chores. She's choosing to do more things so that she is living life again. But there are dark moments driveway moments as I describe them to Jennifer. Those moments when everything they're going through feels like too much. But her own tough times are the last thing that Jennifer wants to talk about. Nobody needs to see the negative stuff. It's not going to help. But those days are there. The ones when you come home and sit in the driveway and just have a good cry by yourself. The only quiet time to really let out emotions is in the driveway, in the van when no one knows your home yet, it sort of hits you and you realize we've gone through a lot, we've lost a lot, and you start second guessing and wondering if we had done this, would we be here? Could we have helped if we'd done this? And it becomes an overwhelming sense of emotion. And you let that go and then you walk through the door and you start all over again. Um, but you do have to have some of those moments. The low moments are when, uh, when her peers are hitting milestones, are uh, getting their, their learner's permit, are driving, are starting to think about applying to colleges, are talking about last year's prom or last week's football game. She doesn't have any of that. She doesn't have any of it. She's never going to drive a car, never going to graduate, never going to hold a job, never going to have a family of her own unless we get this fixed. But we're still confident. There is no other option, in our, and I mean, I can't allow doubt to creep in because that's not going to help us. That has been the constant theme as long as I've known Chris and Jennifer Little. The very first time we sat down to talk, I asked them, even then, do you let yourself think that she may never get better? I can't accept that yet. And very recently, when I felt I had to bring it up again, the answer was the same. What other option do you have? You're going to give up? She's not giving up, so why should we? Right. She is in there. She is ready to come back to her life. It is a bit odd and inspiring to see how Caitlin's attitude is what drives the entire family. If anyone should be devastated by what's happened to her, it should be Caitlin. But she lives by a motto that is both simple yet profound. Time doesn't stop. I mean, life keeps going. So you should too. That faith that someday it may get better is infectious. Neither doctors nor Caitlin's friends, like Will from the cross-country team, are promising a day when she'll be better. I don't think anybody can, but must live without hope. Though there are lessons learned in crucibles like these. No matter what happens to her, everyone who loves Caitlin will forever be changed by what's happened to her. She is still here and I'm very grateful and the girl's got a lot of heart and she will fight, she will find a way 
to regain what she's lost. She will. That story of what's ahead for Caitlin in the next episode of Caitlin Can't Remember. You can see Caitlin and everyone involved in our podcast on our website at myfox8, that's the number eight, dot com. Just search for her name spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. You can share the stories with anyone from there. And please rate and comment on this podcast to help get the story out. And remain subscribed because we're going to continue following her story and have updates whenever they're available. Caitlin Can't Remember is written and reported by me, your host, Fox 8's Bob Buckley. Chris Weaver is our producer and editor. Our executive producer is Kevin Daniels. You've been listening to the Tribune Audio Network.